0: Well, hello there. It's
1: another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Nightwell. Thank God it's Friday. That's, yes. that's for sure. Tragic ending yesterday to uh, the mini-sub.
0: Yeah, very, very sad ending. If you uh, somehow didn't hear, uh, they ended up finding the debris from the submarine 1,600 feet from the the actual, I guess, bow of the Titanic. And uh, apparently what they're saying is that... the the submersible
1: imploded shortly after it got down there. And I I, want to rest your minds right now because even though all the events that happened were stupid and tragic, when an implosion happens, that hull crushes in and comes at you at a speed that is so fast, it happens in not even a – faster than a blink of an eye – it happens in two two thousandths of a second. That is, that's like I heard someone say. Miles.
0: I heard somebody say that you don't even have time to realize that something is about to happen. There's no warning whatsoever to the passengers. It just it's the snap of a finger. It's instantaneous and it's final.
1: Yeah, once you notice something. It takes hundred and fifty uh, hundred and fifty thousand milliseconds to recognize it. So, if you take the two time frames there, it's nothing. Uh, are there going to be remains found of them? No. In an implosion, when that happens, it's uh, you know it's well without the big description. Basically, there's a compression thing like a like a piston and a cylinder, and so there's an there's an explosion of fire. That is so hot that it goes in and eviscerates everything and will take, it'll go to fatty tissue. That's the human body, you know, so blobs of fatter people would be incinerated instantly turned to ash. There's nothing. They left. said
0: they're not even going to go. I guess they're not even going to try to attempt to recover any parts of any of any bodies. I would think based upon what you just said, there's probably very little left to uh, recover.
1: Yeah, they they know that. So, you know, I even, I I researched that. I even said, well, you know, they're probably fish food, shark bait. And then I learned facts about sharks that I never knew. And that is actually something because of a story you're going to do that I'll tell you later because, uh, you know, there are a lot of misconceptions in life. And some of them have been brought on by Hollywood and it was one that I found out yesterday why it was. I don't know, but it's one of the biggest misconceptions in the world. But this sub was uh, tragic, and it's also tragic, too. you got to wonder why. And uh, they probably knew right from the get-go what happened. The Navy knew. They actually heard the implosion on sonar. Now, that's what they're saying, and sonar would hear that. Why the hell didn't they say anything? Why did they let this go on for so long? What
0: I heard was it wasn't uh, as simply uh, it wasn't described as simple sonar. It was uh, a top secret listening system that the Navy has. It was in place, and I would think that they hesitated to give the information out because they didn't want to give the world uh, the information that they had this uh, system in place. Apparently, from, from a distance, they can hear the sounds of just about anything in the ocean and pinpoint where it's coming from. Now well, that's what, great. Well, what, yeah, that, what is that used for? It's probably used for tracking uh, the submarines of our enemies. And, uh, probably. It, and it's just another system in place that they didn't want to uh, give that technology away, so they hesitated, and they didn't even apparently tell the Coast Guard.
1: And the Coast Guard is a branch of the government, the military. So what does that tell you about our government and the well, military? But that's a whole political debate there. So, you know, there are factions upon factions upon factions that are all, you know, independent of each other. And that is just crazy you know,
0: BS. The good news is is those four people were down there, the four people plus they didn't the suffer. pilot. They didn't suffer but they were doing something they were looking forward to doing. They really wanted to go on this trip. They wanted to see the Titanic. They wanted to be in this place at that time. They spent $250,000 for uh, a ticket to be on that thing each and uh I guess what I'm saying is that when you have to go, you know, you want to go doing something you you're happy doing. And if there's any consolation uh, in this tragedy, is that those four people were doing something they really wanted to do, and all you can do now is uh, maybe say p- a prayer for them when you're in church this weekend. You can say a prayer for them right now, for that matter. Uh, but uh, they're with the with, a, with, a, with God's will, they're in a better place, and it didn't. Well, you, you gotta painful. hope so. Yeah. Uh,
1: there was one guy that uh, had bought a ticket. There were four people that went down in that, plus the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was actually another guy that paid his money, was going to go on it, but he, like a girlfriend of mine, researches everything, you know? And if I said, hey, Sonny, we're, uh, honey, we're going to, uh, uh, you know, Disney World, we're going to take a little mini sub and go down to, you know, 150 feet, oh, she'd research everything, you know, and that's just what she does or, you know, did. But this guy did that, mm-hmm. and he sat there and started looking at the specs. He goes, you know what? Hell, no way. I am not going down in that sub. So he, you know, he's the guy that didn't board the plane on the ill fated flight. Same thing on the sub here. He didn't do that. You know, he. A few things
0: about this sub, and you have to wonder what's going through the mind of the uh, CEO who was the pilot on this thing. Uh, He believed, obviously, that it could go to the depth it went to, but it was only certified to 4,000 feet. And they went down to 12,500 feet. Uh, That's what, three times the uh, certification depth? uh why he thought he could go that deep in this in this submersible is beyond me now that being said this wasn't the first trip it made to the bottom so he it's probably times before I yeah, believe. he probably was very confident in its safety and was sure that it could do it again and uh, he had no problem with it the other thing you have to wonder is you know there were only four people on the sub submer- uh submersible and I know this is the conspiracy theory theorist in me coming out again but You know, was it something other than uh, an accident? Uh, Was uh, it uh, intentional in some part? We're talking about uh, one guy who was uh, one of the richest men in England, a billionaire. He was on it. And his heir? No, that's that's a a different person. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, There were two rich people. Yeah, the other person who was on it was the richest man from Pakistan, the richest man in Pakistan, and his son, I believe his name was Dawood, and... um, uh, his son's name was Suleiman Daud, and I forgot what his name was, but they were on it. So you had two very wealthy, I, I would say billionaires on it. You know, there's a lot of people who will do a lot of things to get their hands on the money of those people. I'm just saying, uh, and, and will we ever find out what the truth is? Well, I, I don't know. I hope they're, they're able to retrieve some of the uh, debris. From uh, that wreckage, because, like an airplane crash, they can put it together and figure out whether it was, for example, an implosion or an explosion, and that's that would be a big
1: difference. Yeah, it. Uh, I think it was an implosion, but uh, well, if it was an explosion, Bill, it would implode yeah. anyway. Yeah, it would. It it, it doesn't matter, but um, the fact that it went down four times, you were pushing the limit. Just because something has a stress level. At a certain point, doesn't mean that it can't go deeper. But at some point in time, it's it's. I know what you're saying, uh, but it's put the, yeah, it, it breaks down, and at some it, point in time, it, there's a weird. It it weakens, yeah, it weakens yeah, it, it, it over time. But here's so the thing: you don't know what that is. That point,
0: when I say, if it was an explosion, it would implode anyway. Let me explain that. What I'm saying is that at that depth, if let's say you just put a little tiny charge of something in a suitcase down in that and all that thing is is meant to do is to crack the hull. I'm just saying it, that would serve as the catalyst for the implosion because all they have to do is weaken the structure of the uh, of the submersible and it would implode. Right. It, well
1: now when that goes down it's it's got ballast You know, so it's taking on water to go down. It's secured to a cable. And you're talking about anything could be an explosion. Let's just say the cable that hooks, the hook joints, that's what gave out and dropped it. And so that's what caused, you know, and the sudden drop all of a sudden, you know, put, you know, quick pressure on it. that caused it. Or there was a device that went off at one of those hook joints, there was just enough to rupture that hull. Once it is fractured, mm-hmm. once it's ruptured, it goes in and your implosion happens and it's before they would even ever know. They might've heard a crackling or something beforehand, but if it's an explosion, no, it would have just been instantaneous. So that's the only belief that we can go by those simple facts. Um, uh, you, and you look at the depth, you know, the. Uh, I think I talked about atmospheres one time. I think it was yesterday where I said, yeah, you know, it's every 40 feet, it's a new atmosphere. But, you know, w- what is the atmosphere? It's the weight of uh, our current atmosphere on the ground. Uh, you, right now, mm-hmm. you've got 14.7 pounds per square inch of weight on your body right now. That's what you're adjusted to. And when you get into the water, that's what you have but it's multiplied as you go down, but they, they count it at 40 feet increments. That's when the atmosphere changes, and that's when decompression and So if you like, get
0: down 12,500 feet, you are putting an incredible amount of pressure.
1: Yeah, on, you can uh, divide it by 40 for the atmosphere, but keep in mind per square inch, 14.7 pounds. So forget about that 40 feet and think about that. You know, that, how deep is that? Uh, Well, the Mariana Trench is uh, 6.8 miles or seven uh, seven miles. 12,500 is two and a half miles. Yeah. Two and a half miles down? I mean, that's. Yeah. Now, the one guy that has his own sub that's done it and has made the trip to the Titanic not once, not twice, but 33 times is James Cameron the guy that did Avatar, uh, he did the Titanic, you know, he's fascinated with the ocean. He's explored a lot of things. He's done the Mariana Trench because he's interested in it. And his sub went there down 6.8 miles. Uh, I read one record, it was seven miles. But either way, that is, uh, you know, that sub is more capable. But would you put yourself in a box, in a tomb, that now in the case of this sub that, that imploded, you know, the, there were 17 bolts that they bolted down. And then when you think about it, it could have been the hatch that gave loose because it is hand, those bolts are hand tightened with just like uh, a wrench. You'd go down and a craft, like a Craftman wrench. It was uh-huh. nothing that was professional torqued or anything to know that. And torque plays a big thing with anything of pressure. So obviously it was hand tightened. You know, so the pressure right there on that hatch could have warped with the pressure over time, and that could have been the very thing that gave loose and buckled. You don't know.
0: Mm. <clears throat> could be anything. They could have cracked a, a, a bolt. You know, The window they,
1: could have cracked finally.
0: That's true. The window at the front, and it was a very small window. It wasn't the bulbous thing that you saw in the beginning. That was another one of their submarines, uh, the one that had the rounded glass. That wasn't the one that uh, they lost. The one that they lost had the smaller
1: viewing window off the nose of the, uh, of the Titan. Now, I don't know how these certifications go for ships and subs, but it's not an every trip type thing. You know, you're responsible for that. They certify it, and then it has to get recertified every so often, but it's over a period of time. So with uh, that said... You know, and it was certified for, like you said, four thousand feet, but they went twelve thousand. There is they don't come there and and hold your hand. You can go buy a plane. You can buy a plane without a license. And it's at the airport. And if you uh, they don't check your license at any point. You can call for fueling and then you call the tower and ask to taxi out. If you know how to do that, you can take a ride out and do it, and you can get cleared for takeoff and you go. But when you have an accident, you know, Whose fault was it? Well, it's mm-hmm. it's actually the pilot's fault because the pilot actually, and I'm just surmising that now, he knew the ins and outs. And you mentioned something. Was it a suicide?
0: And the thing about this uh, submersible, it has it had a fail-safe. I didn't realize this yesterday when we talked about it, but after 24 hours, if there was no contact with anybody on that submersible, it would automatically surface if nothing was wrong with the uh, the submersible. Obviously, they're saying now that they believe it imploded uh, within what an hour and a half after an hour it went and down. Yeah, so. so
1: that means that even if they didn't know it imploded at the 24-hour point, while they're going, oh, we got 96 hours. That's even family members and people that are with the company. They knew that, right? So why did they keep it a secret and keep the charade like the Navy did going on? What and that's where conspiracy starts, friends. Because there is no excuse for saying, okay, just so you know, we know it is over. We are going to continue searching for debris now, but it's not a search and rescue. Well, they could have gotten that out of the way right off the bat.
0: There's a lot of questions that we may never get an answer to. I mean, they just may keep it a secret and not tell us. Uh, They're under no obligation, actually, to do that. Uh, But there'll be a lot of questions about what happened on the submersible for... Months and years to come, I'm sure. Um, you know, it's much like what happened on the Challenger with Krista McAuliffe. When, to this day, people have theories about what really happened on the Challenger when
1: it uh, was launched into space, you know. Uh, and, you know, and it's funny you should mention that. I mean, there were memes going around before, uh, little jokes about uh, the sub. I sent you one that I saw that came up in my timeline. But. Now, obviously, with everyone dead, there are terrible, horrific memes about it. And somebody said, why are people like this? And I said, you know, I answered, I said, this is nothing new. When we deal with tragedy, we don't know how to put it in place. So the only thing that we can do to compensate is to... Put it into some kind of humor. And, you know, there was the Krista McAuliffe joke. I remember that one floating around. I don't I, need to give I, it again. No, I don't, I don't think we need no, to hear no, it No, no, you don't. You don't want to hear it. Uh, but there was that. There was a Bud Light joke that went with it. There were a myriad of jokes. They didn't really do memes back in 1986, but I remember all of them. Um, you know, I was a young buck, but uh, the simple fact is I remembered, and I was going, boy, this is just terrible. I even heard I even heard those on the radio. Well, people pe- took them and they used them all the, people, night, all the time. Hey,
0: listen. It was the era of the shock jock. They were out there. They thought a lot of things that they did were tasteless and not funny. And uh, I used to work in the business and wonder what the heck they were doing and who was letting them do it. But that's a story for another time. Um, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, uh, we're talking about the government and why do they do things and what's going on with the government. Uh, this just came out, which I thought was interesting. The uh, Government Accountability Office, GAO, uh, has yeah. said that the U.S. Department of Defense is not woke enough. Not yeah. woke enough. Uh, the U.S. Department of Defense has uh, been put through an exhaustive diversity audit. A diversity audit. Yeah, and when did the, that come about? I, I know. Story right here too. And the uh, Government Accountability Office has decided that the DOD is simply not woke enough. Critics, I mean, now, this is the Department of Defense, okay? These are the people who are charged with protecting our country, you know, to to shoot the guns and fly the airplanes and load the tanks and fu- all the things that they do because they're in the defense business. But there's now a an accountability office that is supposed to... Uh, Look into other things that they're supposed to be doing. You know, do they have enough uh, transgenders uh, in the military? You know, I mean, I I don't know about you. I see I see pictures online of the new woke military, the the, the guys who are dressed in women's uniforms who are. Proudly sitting there, and they're they're supposedly active members of the military, dressed in women's uniforms and with makeup on, and they're just so proud to be the new military. In the meantime, on another uh, part of the same story, they're showing the Chinese marching their troops through Beijing Square or something like that, and they're, and they're not woke, and they're marching with with uh, snap and Verve, and they are just in step and look so polished. And I'm thinking, we're screwed. We are really well, screwed. If this is the military that Biden and his bozos are trying to to uh, set up for us, we don't have a military anymore that's going to protect us. Well, here's
1: a fact. So why is wokeness down? They're pushing for it. Well, you have a volunteer factor, you know. Uh, we don't have mandatory recruitment. You volunteer. So they're going after the woke people, and they're coming in because there's benefits. And, but what's happening is the numbers, the ranks in file and people enlisting are going down. And the reason is in the survey, most men and women don't want to be in a woke military. So what does that tell you, government? You're pushing the wrong freaking button. You know, we don't want this wokeness. We don't care that somebody is this or that, but when you when you promote it and rub it in our face and say it's okay, be all you can be. Well, let me tell I'm you sorry. what else they're doing. They're also
0: making it so that illegals can join our military. Illegals can join our military, but that's not all. Wait, There's more. There are also, for example, in the state of uh, Illinois, they just passed a law, I believe, where you'll be uh, be able to hire an illegal, wait for it, to be a police officer. That's right. That's great. The police officer that stops your car or puts you in handcuffs may actually be in this country illegally.
1: Well, here's a good one for you. You know... What's the recruitment age or volunteer age for the military? 18. Okay. And there's a limit, they usually say, because after a certain time, you, know, you can't be recalled to active duty. I think it's 45 or something like that. I, it used yeah. to be 35. but it's well, Okay, it might be 35. All right, here's a new one for you. And some of these people that, uh, you know, see stuff on Facebook or on their on their computers when they get on it to work, they see it. I see the ads all the time. You know, if you're retired or a senior citizen, join the military. We have a job for you. So they're enlisting seniors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, all I can tell you
0: is, is that we're living in strange times. Now, you, you have to ask yourself, why is all of this happening? Let's, let's stop for a second and think about the things in the past two and a half years that have happened that have changed mm-hmm. the entire landscape of our society, I mean, we have no borders anymore in this country. Literally, no borders. Forget it. They are gone. They're obliterated. They're coming across at will. I mean, when they get across, instead of uh, instead of putting them back on a bus and sending them back, uh, we're we're putting them in cities around the country. That's what's happening to our country and our government. Uh, the Mayorkas of the of the world and uh, the Bidens of the world. That's right. He goes right to his desk because you know what Harry Truman once had a sign. The buck stops here. Okay? And that was on yep. his desk. That meant he was the final say. If he didn't want people coming into the country illegally, it wouldn't have happened. Joe Biden wants this to happen to our country. He's happy that it's happening to our country. He's also happy that we are we're cutting to shreds the fabric, the moral fabric of our society. I mean, we are—we've diminished significantly the role of church in our in our society. I mean, the pandemic had a lot to do with it. All of a sudden, I—I I, I would venture to say that attendance at churches to this day are down because of the pandemic. People have gotten used to doing other things or fulfilling their religious needs by not going to church. Okay, so the pandemic has caused a problem. Plus, uh, they've. They've replaced religion with other things. They have made, for example, the transgender movement almost a a religion in our society. I mean, when you think about it, three years ago, they had transgenders, but they weren't uh, held in the esteem that they're held in today. I still don't understand why somebody like a Riley Gaines, a beautiful, talented young woman with incredible skills... Has to go to Congress, and explain to them the injustice that she has had to experience as an athlete because of what they have allowed to happen in our society. It should be cut and dry. Look, at you are a transgender, you compete with other transgenders. You don't have to right. compete with guys. You don't have comp- you don't compete with women. You compete with each other, and we'll give you a trophy too. But you don't get allowed. To compete with women, you know. Somebody said yesterday. I didn't realize this happened. Um, uh, one of the Williams uh, si- sisters uh, made a challenge to, to tennis players. Players, mm-hmm. you know, she had challenged. She said she could beat anybody. She could beat. Any, she said any man ranked uh, under two hundred, meaning uh, over two hundred. Meaning, if you were ranked two hundred or above. In the tennis world, in men, she could beat the living heck out of, right? This is what she said. Some guy who was ranked about 210 took uh, the challenge and wiped the floor with the Williams sisters. Uh, so right. I think of Serena Williams. But the point is, uh, they made a challenge thinking that they could beat any man, basically, uh, who's ranked 200 and above. And some guy came along who was ranked like 210 or 230, something like that. And he said, I take the challenge up and he beat it. What does that say? It says that he physically had an advantage to the Williams, uh, uh tennis player. And I thought, you know, this is what people like, uh, Riley
1: Gaines have to deal with. They have yeah, to deal not with it. actually in history and tennis. You remember from the 70s I know we oh, yeah, watched his sure. kids in diapers. Well, I forget his name now. Bobby, yeah, Bobby uh Bobby uh, Riggs. Bob, Bobby Riggs, yeah. And yeah, uh, and what was her name? Her name was Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King cleaned him out in uh, in tennis. And um but that was different. Know, so I think
0: he was like 30 years older than she, she
1: was. Yeah, he had been He'd been a tennis
0: pro in the 30s and I think yeah. this this challenge happened in the 70s. So yeah. Yeah, she had an age advantage, you know. It would be uh, like me challenging. Uh, well, it would be somebody challenging some my daughter's age challenging some of my age, in in an event. There's this just a physical advantage. We degrade over the years. Trust me. If you knew me, you know you know that that's a true statement. You get you get older. You get weaker. You get less stable. You don't have the skills that you had. When you were thirty-five, you know, when you're seventy, it's just the way right. it is. Um, but you know, Bill, getting back to um, the, we were talking about the military, you have to ask yourself why is it that they are working so hard to uh, take the discipline and the uh, what has made us a strong nation to take that away from us, to weaken us. We don't have that anymore. We've lost, you know, the great soldiers who uh, have looked at this situation have have said, we're not re-upping. We're not going to do this anymore. We're getting out right. as soon as we can. So we're left with not the wheat, but with the chaff. You know, the chaff is the, the waste. That's what we're left with.
1: And uh, we don't yeah, have uh, a strong military. The men are not signing up. The women are not signing up. And like you said, the, uh, the real men and women that are in, they're going, my time is served. I am out of this and i don't blame them and so now they're desperately recruiting all around you know and they've they've raised the age, age limit that's kind of scary too because you know we all work to our retirement we either save for it or you you in a roundabout way with your social security put away for it it's supposed to be there for you and um you know boy they could use that as go oh, there's opportunities out mm. there get rid of your money who knows you know, the repercussions have. Can so you many... imagine?
0: Show a picture of a soldier today dressed in a woman's uh, uniform and put be all that you can be below that picture. <laughs> be no, all no, that no, you no, can no. be. Um, along these lines, we're also going through a technological uh, challenge in the world right now. We uh, are being uh, force fed to a certain extent uh, artificial intelligence. All of a sudden, it is being sold as being a gift. Uh, of, we're going to be all better off for it. We're going to be living in a much more uh, comfortable world because of the uh, our advantage with artificial intelligence. Meaning that uh, I mean, and, and you know, people may say a lot of people don't know what artificial intelligence is, but it's like your uh, Alexa device, your uh, uh, Siri device, those things that you use all the time. They're they're a form of artificial intelligence. But it
1: goes beyond that. I mean, it's free free thinking.
0: Way, way, way. There's something that I have not used, but it's chat GP something or other. I have not used it. But it can write stories for you. It can have conversations with you. It can tell you about things. I mean, it is like talking to another person with an incredible brain. It reacts quickly. But uh, Laura Logan was on with Clay Clark, uh, who does a podcast, and uh, it was very interesting. She's a very smart young woman. She really is a soldier in this battle. I mean, she's just a young woman uh, with, uh, you know, she's not terribly big, or uh, but she's got the heart of a soldier, of a combat soldier. She goes into the fight and uh, she is smart enough not just to get into the fight, but she recognizes what's happening while she's, while she's in that battle. She knows what's going on. And uh, she was talking with him about, about what's happening in our world with artificial intelligence and social media and technology and how it's in little tiny increments. It's taking away our human rights. It's taking away our soul our soul you know she talks about this uh in this uh, little uh, audio clip that i have uh in that interview it's uh, only a clip of the entire interview i think uh, his i think his webcast is awaken america i, I stumbled into it it was really a good interview. This is Lara Logan.
2: They can, using technology, bypass the part of the brain that gets human beings to do bad things. Oh. So the part of the brain that gets someone to murder someone or to hurt somebody or to hate somebody, they'll tell you with technology, if we bypass that part of the human brain, we can all live in a utopia. Where nobody suffers, nobody gets hurt, and so on. And guess what else is waiting for us in this utopia? Which, by the way, remember utopia is essentially heaven, but this is heaven created by men on earth because they want to be the creator of everything so they will create human bodies they will create human soldiers they will create human embryos they will create life i.e they will become the creator they will substitute for god and not only that but they will create a heaven on earth which all of us can live in and so essentially what all of this comes back to every single part of it the reason i say that at the core of technology is the war on god it's because technology allows them to become gods. And Noah Harari says it. He says, we are on the verge of becoming, of, of acquiring divine power. That's an exact quote. But when he says we, I think it's really important for people to understand he doesn't mean you and me. He doesn't mean you, Clay, I'm sorry, you've already, Clay, you've been identified as having the same gene as me. It's called the resistance gene, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna resist this until my last breath. I will die free rather than live forever in your man-made utopia, which, by the way, you know, when you look at this utopia, it's not the the ones who will have divine power are few. It will not be all of us. They will have divine power. And on top of that, Yuval Harari just recently said that with AI, we, we, notice the we again, right? That we, that doesn't include us. It doesn't include the mass of humanity. It includes a small number of people who will be in control of this we will have the power to rewrite the Bible and correct it so all those things in the Bible that caused people to kill each other and cause hatred and made and made things unpleasant for the world we can correct all of that with AI mm. and it's you know it's very very significant here for people to understand those people who are buying into technology you're selling your freedom. You're selling your privacy, and at, at you know, unfortunately, you're selling your soul because you're buying into the lie that this technology is is going to benefit you. It may benefit you tomorrow, but it's not going to benefit you in the long run, and it's not going to benefit all of humanity. It's very obvious that we're it's here. I mean, they wouldn't be talking about it if it was aspirational. They're talking about it because it's here, and they're going to implementation. So we're in the implementation phase the phase of this, and you know what was so interesting? We forget that um, when that there are names and addresses of people controlling all of this, and that's another part of the "we" that's very important for people to understand. Most of us right we send a message and it goes off into the ether and we never we you know we don't uh, know what happens to it after that we don't think about the fact that there are physical cables under the sea that carry these things we don't think about the fact that there are our you know companies that own like how did you when you get um the same number right and you can take that number with you wherever you go how do you take it with you wherever you go well there's a number portability exchange. And somebody controls that number portability constraint to exchange. So how is it that when you call 911 from anywhere, you know, it gets directed to the emergency services? Well, it goes through physical, there's software, there's hardware, there's physical infrastructure that these things go through and somebody owns them and somebody controls them. So they seem uncontrollable to us. They seem like they're beyond our reach, but they're not. And why do why have our governments given control of these things to foreign companies? Like for example, you know, the Obama administration gave control of most of our data systems um, to Ericsson, a foreign company that doesn't, isn't subject to jurisdiction, you know, of the United States that can't be called to testify before Congress, and yet, Erickson was uh, giving money and, and assisting terrorists who were hunting down and murdering U.S. soldiers in, you know, on the battlefields in Iraq and Syria. They were running their cell phone networks. So you've got a company that's running your cell phone networks, and they're running the networks of your enemy, allowing them to communicate. And you know, the answer that you get when you try to hold these people to account is always, oh, well, you know, we needed those networks to be up and running so that we could find the bad guys. But you did didn't find the bad guys, did you? You didn't actually find most of the leadership of Al Qaeda when they were sitting in Pakistan for 20 years. And then when you gave that country back to the terrorists, they came out of Pakistan and came back to Afghanistan. The people you spent 20 years trying to find, right? And and so what, what you what what we start to see emerging here is that the technology companies. and the the people behind this technology have known for many, many years what the true cost is. They know what's coming and they've lied about it and they've kept it from us. Kind of like when the tobacco companies knew that cigarettes caused cancer and they didn't tell us about it, except that this is much worse. This is cancer on a nuclear scale because this is the rewriting of all of our history permanently. This is the invasion of privacy where there's no coming back. What they're talking about there, about storing the data of each individual person, whether it's the infection of the eye and the so on and so on, is building a, a, a digital you. And they've already done that for every person that's connected to a digital network anywhere in the world. They are building a digital profile of you. And the dumbest people in the world, the most annoying people that I hear today, are the ones who say, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. So I don't mind if they collect my data. You're an idiot. Okay, you're an absolute idiot. They're building your data and because they're building a digital you and the avatars of the future will not be something that you can just run your hand through. They won't just be an apparition in front of you. They will be a physical you and they have already built the skeleton and they're working, they say they're working on the flesh and, you know, and the muscle and everything else. But by the time we learn about that technology, it's already been, cre- been created. They already have it because they would never take the risk of going public with it if they didn't already have have it developed and under control. What they're doing, though, is figuring out how to implement it and how to get us to acquiesce and go along. Because unless we surrender, they don't win.
0: Wow. She's a smart person. But you know, what's interesting. She was talking about The digital you, the digital me. She said it's not going to be be something you uh, can just put your hand through like a ghost. It's going to be physical. And she said when you start hearing about it, it's not that they're working on it. They don't aspire to it. They've already got it. Mm -hmm. They've already got it developed. They can already do it. I mean, it may be another Bill Knight out there.
1: Well, there probably is, and I feel sorry for that AI. <laughs> that's uh, me because uh, never mind. That's but you know, a bad you, joke. But... You
0: wonder why would they do that, right? But, well, the other thing that she was talking about, and it's not in that audio, is that they're going to. They want to do implants. They want to be yeah. able to hook you up You up to a computer. Yeah.
1: Well, how do you know that there's not somebody that's going okay? The only way that I can carry on is to become an AI. Uh, a robot because you can always take the, the essence of your knowledge, your brain and put it into a computer. Do, are you not alive? If it's free thinking like it is, um, I tend to say you've created something new, but you know, man throughout history, uh, no matter what, you know, we've got governments, we got people in power and we have differences of opinions. We have wars Will not the AIs do the same thing? At some point in time, an AI will be a, its own faction and argue with another AI. You know, in other words, mm-hmm. we might be prolonging longe- longevity and, uh, you know, of everything. Well, and she, t- t-
0: she says one thing, which is not on this tape, too, either. She says, this is truly a battle between good and evil, between. God and the devil, God and mm-hmm. Satan, uh, and she said, "Because it is, it is that battle. Because we can only do so much as humans." She says, "You have to, at some point, trust in God, because mm-hmm. because at the God level, you 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 have to feel confident that He's got this. God's got this. It may not appear well, to bi- you and I, but He He does.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, there's God and you know the devil." You know God's battle, and He's a God of sorts. So you've got to pick your God uh, and see what team you're well, going to be on. It, it's a no-brainer for me. <clears throat> well, it's I, a no-brainer I, for me too. But I'm just saying, people have chosen. Now they change teams at death, you know. But you may never. You never know. You need to make that decision. And I'm not a preacher here saying you know. Uh, you know, doing the invocation at the end of a sermon. The simple fact is, you do have to make a choice in life. And you may as well make it now because you don't know. You can't guarantee tomorrow, let alone the next five seconds. You don't know what's going to happen, and you may not get a chance to yeah. make a decision. Well, so make it. You
0: have to wonder. Uh, you have that battle with uh, technology going on right now, and, and how they want to they want to influence our life. They want to be able mm-hmm. to connect us. You know, somebody said, "Will the day come if they put they want to put computer chips in our brain?" They literally, mm-hmm. you say. You may say. You mean figuratively, Jim? No, no. They no. want to implant in our brains computer chips so there's an there's a connectivity between you and other people, you and machines. Uh, you may say, well, what? How will that hurt us? Well, uh, she says it, it might force you to do things you don't want to do. It may force you to kill people you don't want to kill it may force you to take a, a job you don't want to take. I mean, it just may change your free will,
1: you know. You know the mind is not that hard to manipulate. You can do it now with linguistics, but you have the AI chip that can get right into the brain and there are certain parts of the brain that motivate certain types of thought. You know, you're not in complete control of your life, relationships or anything. Some of the some of the things that are out there are affected by things outside of your control. You take an AI, yeah, they can corral us into groups. You don't well, know. I
0: mean, I, I point to the brainwashing of uh, World War II. You know, the Japanese would brainwash you. and The communists got really good at brainwashing people. Brainwashing, influencing them over and over again, getting them to change their behavior. They had entire uh, secret sites one was on Long Island in, in the United States, where yes. they literally, literally got uh, people trained to do things that they didn't want to do. They, they manipulated them. they didn't know how and, and now with technology, they can do that
1: manipulation faster right. and more effectively. you know It's terrible what uh, I mean, I can see the benefits of our technology and computers and to some degree AI, but at some point in time, uh, even even the critics, uh, you know, the people that you would think are critics, the liberal left, you know, when you take it down to the personal level, no, 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 you're not going to tell me what to do or how to do it. But yeah, it does. They're they're we're being corralled well, and roped if, in. If somebody and...
0: said, you know, if they put a chip in your brain and you can connect to computers and stuff, do you know how when you use a new piece of of uh, software, you have to agree to a you know, a bunch of uh, rules and regulations that you haven't have to
1: do that anymore.
0: Well, well, actually, actually, I just did it a, when they upgraded uh, the software that we used to do this program. I had to agree again to whatever I, you know, and it's pages upon pages of small legal print or technical print that nobody ever reads except for the lawyers who wrote that. Who you know, and by agreeing it, you you have to you can't use the software. Unless you, you agree to something, you know? But well,
1: yeah, think about this. You have an AI chip in you. You've already agreed to have it in you. And it's an AI chip, you know? It's going to need upgrades. But think about but this. Would they, you won't have the right to upgrade. It's th- just going to do you all the time. Well, you, it owns you.
0: But think about this. You, I walk up the street and I meet you. You have a, a chip in your head. I have a chip in my head. Do I have to agree to a terms and conditions to talk to you? No. No, they said you do. They said you will in the future. It's going to get that technical, that involved. They're going to, people will be treated like technical
1: devices. Okay. If that's the case, then is not uh, that chip in your head, almost like a flag that you live under, like a nation. It is. It's going to, it's going to take away all of your personal rights. It's just, we've, what's changed is you've lost your free will. Yeah, complete. that's it. I so mean, you could you could still fight wars against other AIs.
0: Yes, but the thing is, you right now you have free will. You don't have to join the military as of right now. You don't have to pull a trigger as of right now. Right. But under this new world that they're talking about, that free will will, will be taken away from you. And this is what Laura Logan is talking about. We're, we're, if, if the loss of our free will is at stages, let's say there are seven stages— We're at stage five, she said, right now. We still have time to get out of this mess, but if we get to seven, there's no going back.
1: Well, I think if you get to six, you know, there's no going back because then, you know, you're basically wrapping up everything and you're going to fall forward and you're going to fall. You're going to walk in or fall in no matter what. You're on the edge of the cliff. I mean, look,
0: whoever would have thought, That we would live in a a country where our president, um, he lives in a different world. First of all, many of us believe that he's not legitimate in and of his, he's not a legitimate president. But, you know, we live in a world where he can bring home uh, 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 confidential files, top secret files. No problem. No problem, Joe. 1,800 files in your garage. Not a problem. You're Joe Biden and you're one of us. Donald Trump, on the other hand, he has two or three uh, confidential uh, files in his uh, in his safe in Mar-a-Lago, and he was president, and Joe Biden was vice president. Uh, that's a different world. Uh, we we don't uh, think that he had a right to do that because he's a a, a Republican, a conservative, and he's not one of us. So we're going to put him in jail for four hundred years. Okay, this is this is what we have. Uh, a president's son who is an admitted coke addict, and admitted a uh, whore master. Uh, we mm-hmm. have we have him doing all these deviant things uh, and, and making m- making a joke out of it on his computer, uh, and taking pictures of himself. I mean, my God, man! You take a picture of yourself and you post it on your laptop, and you expect nobody's going to see it? Sometimes somewhere. I mean, anyway, he. Doesn't pay his taxes. And by the way, yesterday on the news, I was watching uh, one of the news channels and they said, you know, Hunter Biden, who didn't pay taxes on his $1.5 million of unreported income. I thought, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a second. That was only Mm -hmm. one year. But they're already manipulating the figure. They're trying to downplay it. The fact of the matter is it was $3 million. It's $1.5 million a year for two years that he didn't report on. That's $3 million he didn't pay taxes on. And that's a lot of money. If, it, if you did it or if I did it, we would be in jail right now. We'd be pe- wearing uh, jumpsuits and uh, walking around with leg irons. But this guy, because he's uh, in a different culture, a different class, he's one of the elite that, that uh, Laura Logan was talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. he is. Uh, he lives under different rules, you know. He gets off. He doesn't even get charged uh, with a fine. He gets slapped on his wrist and he's sent home, and that's it. He gets to keep his money. Nobody asked him, by the way. That uh, three million dollars hunter. Uh, where did you get it? What do you do that gives you three million dollars worth of income? Nobody asked him that. You know, when I watched Durham the other day, I mean, he's he a nice enough guy. He, he seems like a bureaucrat, uh, but he's not a tough guy. He looked tough. You know, he, you see him in his pictures. He had a frown on his face all the time. He looked like he was a serious guy. He was, he was weak. He didn't ask the tough questions. He didn't pull the, the people aside who needed to be taken aside. He didn't charge or indict the villains in this, this story, he just kind of looked away like so many in Washington do. You know, General Flynn came out with a, uh, a statement yesterday, and I haven't got it in front of me, so I can't quote it. But essentially, it was a statement that sounded like it was, uh, it was time. When I say time, I mean enough is enough. You know, uh, he was saying we live in a world that uh, charges a good president and and lets the criminals go free. Uh, we, we live in a world where people like he and his family are are, are just destroyed for no good, honest reason, and the, the 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 worst of our society are are lauded and applauded. Guys like Adam Schiff, you see what happened to him, in, in the halls of Congress, all the Democrats, when he got censured, instead of turning away and walking out on them. No, no, they, they got around them and cheered them and applauded them in the halls of Congress, which which just minimized the importance of our Congress. It, you know, we, it, so essentially what General Flynn was saying was enough is enough. Mm-hmm. This has got to stop. It has to stop now. He didn't say that there has to be a revolution, but he did no. he did infer that something has to happen, and it has to happen now
1: you got to wonder what that something is that has to happen now. But uh, some of it's done with you – know, there's a lot of things that have to happen. Um, interesting, uh, you know, you wonder if it's over for uh, Joe and uh, Hunter and uh, the, the Biden crime family. Apparently there's another whistleblower out there now that talks about uh, a text message while Joe Biden was sitting next to, uh, next to him. So there's, there's evidence after evidence after evidence of all this money, and you know, you're talking about the hmm. tax scheme, um, but you know, I'm not going to go well, into he, the details.
0: I think that uh, um, uh, what, what I've heard about that is there was a, there was a tape where well, yeah, there was a tape where, where I guess uh, Hunter was talking about he almost bragging about the fact that he had uh, business uh, connections and relations with uh, one of the top communists in China. Uh, he was almost bragging about it. You know, but but did this agreement that they just came to does this does this put all this aside and we're not going to look at this anymore? Does I don't think it
1: does, but they they think it does. I don't think it does. So it's going to be interesting because even the story that I mentioned, you know, uh, or even the one you mentioned, uh, the news uh, is already fact checking it. Now they can't sit there and say, "Oh, it's bunk," because they know it is. So their their narrative is now well. You know, it does. It didn't really go down quite that way. So it went down, but maybe not exactly word for word, item by item. They're trying to nitpick it apart to build the story that it's all, you know, fake. And it's not fake. It's all fact. There is a tape out there, uh, and there's more. There's text messages where Joe was right there, where Biden was demanding money from uh, the Harvest Fund management. Uh and, you know, it's that invested in Hunter. You see uh, where brother, uh,
0: there's another entry into the presidential race. Uh, Scott, uh, Senator Scott from Florida, is uh, mm-hmm. considering running for the president presidency. And I'm thinking, do these people, honest to God, do they think they have a chance, a snowball's chance in hell? To be present? do they know something? Are they being told something by their advisors, like hey, don't worry about it by August or September? Trump will be out of this out of the race. I cannot imagine Trump doing anything but getting angrier and more fixed in what he's going
1: to do. I think we are behind Trump, but the problem is, is he going to make it to the end of the race? We've talked about this before, and that is the question right now. You know, they they want to find a way at all means to suppress this guy. Well, now,
0: I don't think other than physically to, uh, to to you know, to do something harmful to him. I don't see him backing out. I mean, I think literally I he could be in he could be in prison and I believe that he'd be voted into the presidency.
1: I agree with you. Now, the factor is is that there's there's three things going on. Number one, Biden Kamala the party does. They don't want them, but they can't take them out because what's going to happen? It's going to ensure, for for you know, most emphatically, that they are in trouble. Now, is is uh, Bobby Junior? Uh, uh, you, um, you mean you uh, mean Robert Junior? Yeah, Robert Junior. RF. Yeah, um, yeah. Is he uh, is he you know in step with the party? No, and he's totally no, out he's of not. step. But He's drawing big, big, big oh, yeah. crowds. And, you know, people are worried on both sides, and he's getting a lot of media attention. So the voice thing is apparently right now, because of what's going on, is not a factor for him. He is uh, a big contestant. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all comes together. And then somebody that's rearing their head that uh, we've talked about, thinking that he's behind the scenes, and I still think he has been but is meeting with all the key Democratic people, calling them in even down to the AOCs, all the lefts, and that's Barack Obama. He wants to be on the forefront of what's coming up. Why? See, they don't even know his intention. Is there something at play there that we don't know?
0: I see where Tucker Carlson just uh, dropped his sixth episode of his uh, Tucker on Twitter. Uh, This is out of sync with the, the Tuesday drops. Uh, he was supposed to uh, every Tuesday. He was putting out these new shows, but apparently he's he's speeding up the introduction of new programs. And uh, in this next one, which I have not heard yet, he says uh, Bobby Kennedy is winning. Mm-hmm. And so I I I think, in all honesty, amongst the mainstream middle class uh, Democrat, I think he's more attractive by a long shot than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris.
1: Now, he's more reasonable and
0: more intelligent.
1: Is that going to be a factor against Trump?
0: Well, you know, some people are saying, I find this interesting, some people are saying that Trump is going to get the nomination and he's going to make Robert Kennedy Jr. his vice presidential candidate. That would be a (laughs) mind-blower. That would be, I mean, and and the thing is, you have to to understand that his environmental stuff is totally different than than, uh, Trump's. Uh, So, I mean, they would have to make some compromises politically for something like that to come together.
1: Would that be a bad thing where you take someone like him and someone like Trump and find a way to merge those two together and get to a true centrality point to where it's, you know, everything is is like a central thinking, again, moderate, which is what the country really should be.
0: Well, uh, they're also saying... Uh, I I guess there was a poll. It said a no labels third party bid hands the 2024 election to Trump over Biden. They're saying that if Trump were to uh, not be the elected candidate for the Republican Party, as it stands today, uh, this DP poll says he would win as a third party candidate.
1: Well, I would I would uh, commit to you that if uh, he ran as a third party candidate, uh, he would have uh, a lot of voters. And I think the Republican Party would would uh, implode. I hate to use that word, but I think it would uh, it would cave in amongst itself. And maybe that's what's got to happen. But then you got you still got the bad seat inside the Democratic Party. Um, maybe we just need two whole new well, you know, it, whole new it, parties. It, I don't know. And he ha- I think it boils down to it's really not
0: the. Not every Democrat is part of that uh, bad crop of uh, people. I mean, uh, it's the leaders of the party that are the problem. Uh, yeah. But it says uh, one of another polls says 62 percent say Trump indictment is politically motivated. So 62 percent of the people who were polled said that uh, the Trump indictments are all fake, all fake, and they're done to politically wound the guy. To affect the election, that's, that's kind of a well, people. Now, people read, are becoming more eyes open.
1: Yeah, and I had read that the uh, the content now the Democrats are to con- find a way to convict him on something because they want to put him away. Now you know we've talked about it before. Uh, you know, uh, Dominion. A couple of stories from Dominion. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, you know, uh, was it uh, was there voter fraud? Uh, and there was talk about, you know, the people were verifying votes in two seconds going through. There's a video out now of uh, one particular employee that went through 27,000 signatures in a matter of seconds. 80, And now the thing is 80% of Arizona voters use mail-in ballots that require signature verification. This is just one of the many workers that verified Hundreds of thousands of signatures at less than two seconds each. Mm-hmm. So they were just taking them and go, that's it. That's and actually about that.
0: been around for a while. I've seen that. Uh, that was yeah. actually I think it mentioned in Two Thousand Mules, which was out. Well, almost but a year ago. Now it's
1: starting to hit the mainstream. So you you look at that. You look at the fact that Dominion can be uh, manipulated. And uh, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah. The, you know, the, I guess they're reporting. We know. We reported it before. But apparently, Tucker was fired part of the uh, as part of the Dominion settlement against Fox. Now, speaking of networks, besides Fox, which is, you know, not doing too well, apparently CNN up for sale again.
0: Yeah, I heard. And you know who's going to think of buying it? Zucker Jeff Zucker yeah Zucker yeah. Zucker yeah right he Whatever was his name the is. former head of uh, CNN and yeah. uh, i guess he was fired a year ago so they're saying the ultimate re- revenge would have him come back with a new ownership team uh, i think if he comes back it just continues the the uh, downhill slide because he was he was i would say a uh, pivot of he was the pivotal uh, element that destroyed that network. He was the guy who allowed uh, it to go in a certain uh, singular direction, and he ruined CNN. And if he gets a hold of it, he'll just finish the job. So I, you know, uh, that's my own
1: humble opinion. But he. Well, no, I, I I agree with you. I just find it interesting that in all of everything that they do, and all oh, we're trying to be the new CNN, it's not working, and they're in the toilet, and now the powers that be. Uh, are sitting here going, mm-hmm. we got to ditch this one, and they're going to ditch it. Uh, I I believe you you will see it sold. So
0: well, speaking of that. ditching stuff, um, I don't, you know by the way, I, I, it would be interesting if they they put it on the market and Trump were to buy it. What would happen then? Anyway, um, <laughs> that would change the landscape significantly. It, it, it would be
1: interesting, but you know, with all the woes, can he buy it? And would they hold it up? You know, would they would they find a reason to hold it up unless his son buys it?
0: God knows. Well, this is going to have to wait for another program because we're out of time. If you want to contact us, we have a phone. Our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868.
1: And there's mail at it's Mail at it's another day. Woohoo!com.
0: Yes. Hey, uh, anyway, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. If you don't join us for our update tomorrow, we would be back again on uh, on Monday. The news right it just keeps on keeping on, doesn't it, huh? Things yeah, keep the changing. hits
1: just keep on coming right here on It's Another Day.
0: You can take the disc jockey out of radio, but not the radio out of the disc jockey, folks. No, you can't. And as my old friend Bill Knight would say,
1: Adios, baby. I'm out of here.
0: The voice of freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said.
2: From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times.
0: I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?